What people tend to forget when you're blind is that you're not deaf as well. In fact, my hearing is a lot better than most people, and I could hear them quite clearly as they came towards me. Jesus, somebody asked, whose fault is it that this man's been born blind? And then, to rub it in a little more, he asked, was it his own sin or his parents' sin? Come on, I thought. It could hardly be my sin. That would have meant I'd done something evil before I was even born. And as for my parents, well... And then I heard another voice answering their question. I guess it must have been Jesus. Neither, he said. It wasn't this man's fault or his parents' fault. This man was born blind so that the power of God could be seen in him. Whatever that meant. And then he added, All of us have to get on with the tasks God's given us to do because there's little time left before the night falls and all work comes to an end. But you see, while I'm still here in the world... I am the light of the world. I'd been born blind. I'd never seen any light. So I really couldn't understand what he was talking about when he said he was the light of the world. As they'd been talking, they'd all come and gathered round me. And I guess they were all looking at me with that same sad expression I could tell people had when they talked to me about how hard my life was as a blind man. Even so, there seemed to be quite a few of them and I was feeling rather uncomfortable, and also maybe just a little optimistic that some larger coins than normal might drop into my begging bowl. But instead, things just got weird. Because the next thing I heard was someone spitting on the ground. It turned out to be Jesus. He spat on the ground and made some mud with his spit in the dirt. Then, without asking, he came up to me and started rubbing the gooey substance all over my eyes. When he'd done that, good and proper, he spoke directly to me. Go and wash in the pool of Siloam, he said. And that was that. They just left me to it. The fact was, I had no option but to wash to get the mud off my eyes. And I had half a mind to get someone to pass me a bowl of water and chalk the whole thing up to a bad experience. But you hear things as you go about your life. And one of the things... Or maybe one of the names I'd heard a lot recently had been Jesus. There'd been a lot of talk about Jesus. People had been saying all kinds of things about miracles and wonders all linked with that name. And since it was obviously this same Jesus who'd spoken to me, talking to me like I was a normal person and not some kind of cripple, and it was him who'd done this really odd thing to my eyes, Maybe it wasn't some kind of nasty prank and I should do exactly what he'd just told me to do and not just find any old water to wash off the mud, but to go to where he'd said, to the pool of Siloam, and wash there. So I decided to go. It didn't take long to get to Siloam, and when I got there, I started to wash off the thick mud. It was good to get it off because it had started to dry and was becoming a little uncomfortable. I put my head down to the pool dip my hands in and splash great handfuls of water over my face and eyes. When I'd washed off the mud, I wiped the water out of my eyes. There aren't words to describe how I felt next. It's just not possible for you to understand, because when I opened my eyes, my head was filled with with light, colour, images, things, movement. I could see. Jesus had healed me. I could see. Not even in my wildest imagination had I dreamt that seeing would be like this. When I was young, I'd often asked what it was like, and nothing anyone said had ever made any sense. 
until now. Now I understood what people meant when they tried to use words to describe a colour or the clouds in the sky. I must have looked so funny because I could hardly keep my balance as my head spun round taking it all in. In fact, after a moment or two and a couple of wobbles, I just fell on my backside and stared at everything. It was totally amazing. When I was young, I'd pestered my parents to ask them if maybe one day I could see if maybe the doctors could heal me. They tried to find out if there was any hope for me, but the doctors had soon put them straight. No one had ever been able to see who'd been born blind, especially with the condition I had. It just didn't happen. There wasn't any hope for me. But now, this man Jesus had come along, covered my eyes with mud of all things, told me to wash in the pool of Siloam, and the impossible had happened. I could see. As I slowly started to get used to seeing, I couldn't wipe the smile off my face. But eventually, I decided I ought to head home. And even though I could see, I still had to use the skills I'd learnt when I was blind to get home, because I didn't know what home looked like. Anyway, I found my way back, and when I did, my neighbours couldn't believe their eyes. They hardly recognised me, probably because I must have looked different with my eyes working, but also possibly because of the stupid great grin on my face. When they saw me, they started looking at each other and asking, is this the same blind beggar we knew before? I kept telling them, yeah, it's me, it's me. But they just shook their heads in amazement and asked, what happened? Who healed you? Well, I told them. This man Jesus came along, spat on the ground, made some mud out of his spit in the dirt and then rubbed it on my eyes. Then he sent me to the pool of Siloam and told me to wash the mud off in that pool. I did everything he said and when I'd done it, I could see. Well, they asked, where is this Jesus now? I have no idea, I replied. When I told my neighbours that Jesus had made the mud out of spit and dirt, I could tell they were uncomfortable. You see, it was the Sabbath day when all this happened and our religious experts, the Pharisees, had made up lots of extra little rules to make sure no one disobeyed the Sabbath law, which says you are to keep the Sabbath day holy, which they interpreted strictly to mean do no work. Anyway, one of those extra rules they'd added was about not working anything like dough, or, believe it or not, mud, on the Sabbath. So my neighbours, unsure what to think, took me to see the Pharisees. What happened to you? they asked when I arrived, and I told them about the mud making and about the washing in the pool of Siloam and then being able to see. That's when the argument started. This man Jesus can't be from God, one of them said, because he's working on the Sabbath. And then another asked, but how could some ordinary person do such a mighty miracle? Neither side could agree with the other, so they asked me, who do you think this man is who opened your eyes? To be honest, I hadn't really thought about it because all my attention was taken up with the excitement and joy of being able to see. So after a moment's thought, I said, um, well, I guess he must be a prophet. You won't believe what happened next, completely ignoring what I'd said. They started to accuse me of never having been blind in the first place. They wouldn't listen to a word I said. In fact, they were so adamant I hadn't ever been blind that they called my parents in to question them. 
Is this your son? they asked. Was he born blind? And if so, how can he see now? I'd never seen my parents before then, and I wasn't sure what the expression on their faces meant, but I could tell from their voices they were worried. Yes, he is our son, they said, and he was born blind, but how he came to be able to see and who healed him, we can't say. Ask him yourself, they said. He's old enough to speak for himself. And so, once again, they called me in. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said, because we know Jesus is a sinner. Give glory to God, I ask you. How much more glory could you give to God than healing a man born blind? Whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know, I said. But one thing I do know I was blind and now I can see. But what did he do? they asked again. How did he heal you? I couldn't believe it. They hadn't been listening to a word I'd said. Look, I insisted, I've already told you. Didn't you listen the first time? Why do you want me to tell you again? And then, a little bit cheekily, I asked, Do you want to become his disciples too? Well, that did it. They nearly exploded. They started saying all kinds of rude things to me. You may be his disciple, but we're disciples of Moses, they roared. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this man, we don't know anything about him. Oh, says I, that's very strange. Here comes a man who heals the eyes of someone born blind, and you don't know anything about him. Well, we know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but that he hears those who worship him and who do what he wants them to do. Never before in the whole history of the world has anyone been able to heal the eyes of a person born blind. If this man isn't from God, then how could he have done it? They'd lost the argument, and they knew it, although they'd never admit it. And now all they wanted to do was shut me up and not lose face. So they started shouting at me, treating me like a fool as they spat out their nastiness. You were steeped in sin since your birth, they screamed, and you're trying to teach us. And then they literally threw me out of the synagogue the meeting place, making it very clear that I wouldn't be welcomed back. <laughs> the news of what had happened to me must have spread like wildfire, because not too long afterwards this man came up to me. When he spoke I immediately recognised his voice. It was Jesus. Do you believe in the Son of Man? he asked. Who is he, sir? I replied, because I'd like to. You have seen him, he told me and he is speaking to you now. Yes, Lord, I answered. I do believe. And then I did what was the only right thing to do when you come face to face with God. I worshipped him. Jesus spoke to me again. I have come to judge the world, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they can see that they're really blind. I understood what he meant. I could see now, but it was with more than just my eyes. I also understood who he was. But some Pharisees who'd followed me overheard what Jesus said and got all uptight again. Are you saying we're blind? They asked. Well, even I could tell that they had no idea who Jesus really was. But Jesus answered them, If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty. But you remain guilty because you claim you can see. I understood that. The Pharisees thought they knew all about God and had it all worked out. 
And yet, when they were confronted with the incredible miracle that had happened to me, they refused to believe that it said anything about who Jesus is. I'm so grateful to God that I can see.